Success is defined differently by each and every person. For some, it's making a million dollars. For others, it's staying at home with their kids. And still for some, it might be traveling the world. Here, we interview some of the most successful people defined by their terms to see what got them there and how you can take those tips to achieve your goals as well. Welcome to Define Success. Hello and welcome back to the podcast Define Success with Mitchell Berry. I'm excited for this podcast today. Hope you all are doing well and hope you've got a great week going so far. We've got an awesome guest today, Kara Hinshaw. She is the owner of Key Associates Signature Realty, among a few other things as well. You're going to hear all about her today and get a lot of good information on mindset as well as a few other topics too. So, so glad you're here. So excited to have you. Let's dive right in. All right, Kara Henshaw, how are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. You got a busy day? Always a busy day. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, we'll get started. So um, I know you said you didn't want to answer this question, but tell us a little bit about yourself. So whatever whatever that means. So whether it's your personal life, your family, um, where you live, what you've done in your past careers, what you do now, the whole nine yards. Yeah. So you went like a 30 minute. <laughs> you can summarize. You can summarize. <laughs> so, well, I'm Carrie Henshaw. Um, I own Key Associates Signature Realty. Uh, it is actually a second career for me. Um, I originally was a Purdue graduate in industrial engineering and graduated um, out uh, into when I graduated, I went to North Carolina. And actually, that would have been my first career, I guess. Mm-hmm. I was a um, what they call a global commodity manager. That was the main role. Right. But I negotiated global contracts for, you know, Fortune 500 companies and loved every minute of it. It was a great career if anybody's looking for to do something like that. but So did you work for a company that those Fortune 500 companies hired to negotiate those? Or how did that work? So basically, when I got out of school, I... Uh, went to IBM. That was my first okay. first job. And I bought basically keyboards and mice. Yep. And yeah. that's what I bought for them to sell their computers at okay. the time. Um, I, I actually did a lot of little transitions in there. Then from there, one of my um, actual uh, bosses left IBM okay. to go to Flextronics. And Flextronics was a uh, what they call an OEM. And they uh, make if you look at all of them today, they mm-hmm. they would have made the Xbox for Microsoft. Uh, they would have made uh, computers for certain ones. At the time when I was there, they were doing tons of phones for like Motorola, yeah. Motorola, Ericsson, and all those guys. So I it was basically electronics is what was being okay. made at these plants all around the world. And what I did in that role when I went over is they were creating a global commodity management system, which if you don't know what that is, you basically are creating a pricing set to buy all over the world off a contract. Okay. And they didn't have that. It was, if you look at the old system, you would buy at plants and everybody do their own thing. It was no global contract price right. to leverage. And so I would go in and negotiate pricing, manage the suppliers, travel the world, loved it. Yeah. And uh, that's what I did at Flextronics. So we were really not only doing the job, but creating the whole group was right. new. So it was, it's really exciting. Okay. So where did you live during that time? I was in Raleigh, uh, North, well, Cary, North Carolina, yeah. the Raleigh-Durham area. Okay. 
And then at Flextronics, actually, I uh, moved to China for a, it was almost a year. Um, okay. Uh, what happened is SARS broke out. Oh. So kind of strange thinking COVID here now. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. I was in China when SARS broke out and they pretty much, we all had to go home. So I didn't get my whole year in. I was probably eight or nine months oh, living in Shanghai. And um, yeah, it was really scary actually, because you, if you took the temperature test at the border mm -hmm. of China, if you were fever, you weren't getting out. <laughs> they kept you in the country. They would keep you in the country, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I got out luckily, came home. And at that point, um, we were separated into three groups. One was in Boulder, one was in Dallas, and we were Raleigh. Mm -hmm. And they were consolidating everybody more into to Boulder or Dallas and getting rid of the Raleigh group location. Okay. So then I went looking for another career. Right. In regards to companies, I should say not a career. Right. Uh, because I wasn't moving out of Raleigh, North Carolina. My husband worked for IBM, and I was going to stay there. And so then I went into GlaxoSmithKline, which was my third corporate entity that I worked at. And that was a little different because it was general procurement. And so I negotiated all the travel uh, for GSK. So it was really cool. I negotiated um, all the airline flights. You know, if there was certain flights that they actually traveled a lot, right. especially Philly to, to London, yeah. which was probably 90% GSK people going back and forth. Uh, we would negotiate those flight prices, uh, so oh, they were wow. set. And then we also negotiated where we stayed heavily with hotels. Cool. So it was a that was a really fun yeah. job too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then, how did you transition from the corporate world then back to now the real estate world? What you do now? Um, I got pregnant. Okay. I was thirty, and me and my husband are both from Indiana. So we're like, are we going to stay here? Because once this child comes, yeah, you're going to get rooted probably. So. From there on out, I thought, well, I thought I was excited. I was going to Indianapolis. My husband's from Indy. Yeah. But that wasn't the case. Uh, he wanted to go to Santa Claus, which is where I'm originally from. Gotcha. And um, so back we headed to yeah. the state of Indiana. There you go. And my parents um, have a real estate background. They basically um, started their company in the 70s. And right. my mom was a nurse. My dad was a teacher. And both early retirement out of that, I guess, and into yeah. real estate. And so I thought, why not give it a try? My brothers have both tried, didn't like it. And at that point I thought, well, I'm here. Yeah. Um, honestly, I thought, well, I'll try it. But also the pay skills are a lot different in Raleigh, North Carolina, doing that yeah. job to here. Right. And there's not as many um, just opportunities for what I was doing. So I thought, well, I'll just take the break. I had a baby. Yeah. Go into real estate and try it out. Cool. All right. Where I've come. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So tell us a little bit about family life. Family life. So I have two kids, okay. a boy and a girl, 12 and 15. And um, my son is the oldest. So I'm going through those teenage years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. Right. They love mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my husband's obviously from Indianapolis. Right. Um, originally, we met, both met from Purdue. So we were both Purdue engineering graduates. Okay. And... Uh, he was in corporate world as well, um, probably up until he hit 40. And then I say he retired from corporate world. Yeah. And now he helps another family business okay. in Santa Claus. Cool. So, yeah. So we got all kinds of fun things going on. Yeah. Well, you stay busy. I know that that's for sure. So for those of you who don't know, I get emails from Kara at, at midnight and 5 a.m. <laughs> and everywhere in between because she's I don't think she sleeps. I think she just continually don't works. Don't sleep a lot. I'm getting better, but I don't sleep oh, a lot. Oh, I couldn't do it. I need like a solid 
eight hours at least. Yeah. Well, and then I just, I can't function Yeah. if I have less than that. I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm learning that I need a little bit more sleep. Yeah. But yeah, I've always been that way though. Even at college, I've always never been a night owl. So get a lot of work done at night. Yeah. For sure. Cool. Um, okay. So speaking of that and never sleeping, what's your morning routine like? Because I know a lot of successful people have morning routines and I know you have one. So what's, you, what's your typical morning routine when you wake up? And I pretty much the alarm goes off. It'll be different depending on what's like when school, kids are in school. Obviously, mm -hmm. things change a little bit because if they're in school, I'm getting them ready right. out the door, all that kind of stuff. Right now, since COVID and everything, I'm on my more my summer schedule, I would say. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, I pretty much wake up. I have to have my cup of coffee. It is yep. the first thing every single day. Nice. Get my cup of coffee and my glass of water. Yeah. <laughs> And I pretty much go out the door and I run. I'm okay. a runner. What time is this at? What time you wake up? Six usually Six. is the goal. Okay. I mean, not always, but that is the goal. Six o'clock okay. right now is because uh, usually I'm at, in bed at 12 or 1. So right. I'm not going to get up any earlier than that. Right. And so then you go out run. <laughs> I go run. I'm a runner. Um, it, I look at it as my thinking time, my clearing time of my mind, mm -hmm. my planning time, uh, my learning time. I, uh, I also always listen to audiobooks. I don't listen to music. So really, I, didn't I know never, that. ever, ever. It's I'm about learning, and that's my most time where nothing, nobody's bugging me. Yeah. And you know, depending on if it's a thirty minute run or a you know hour run, it just yeah. depends on what I, like how much time I got, honestly. Right. But I listen to tons of audiobooks. And, so uh, no, and they're all more like self motivating yeah. or you know real estate, whatever it may be. They're right. not like just books. They are things to take, you know, help me get, right. get ahead where I'm going. Mm -hmm. So with how much time you spend in the car too, obviously, because real estate, I, yeah, same thing, audiobooks. And not always, but I do, I'm starting to play them uh, more than I used to because now I'm okay. getting into them and I want to finish them. So yeah, gotcha. but I'm on the road. I listen to audiobooks as well. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so then after love your, music, don't get me wrong. Right. <laughs> you don't learn anything from music. No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, okay, so then after you run, what's the rest of the morning look like? At that point, then I just I go home, I get ready, and then I start my day okay. typically off, you know, the office and you know, if it depending on appointments and how the day runs. Yeah. I try to time block as much as possible. Right. Um, can't say that I stick to it every single it's time. Tough. It is tough. Um, but my goal in the mornings usually are um uh, just follow up. I do if I can get it in, but I mean, sometimes you're going to have appointments and that yeah. throws everything off so, right. from a real estate perspective. Right. But I try to do more of my follow up and my planning as much as possible for my office. Yeah. But I have a tendency nowadays, I still do it and it's a habit, which is a really bad habit, honestly. But from like 10 to 1 is more what I do planning for my office. Gotcha. Nobody's like my kids, my family, nobody bugs me. Right. And that's when I can get a lot done. Yeah. So I do a lot of that then too. Okay, cool. So, um, so I know a lot of people like swear by the morning routine. They're like, absolutely, like my day would not be as productive. I would not be as successful, et cetera, et cetera, if I did not have my morning routine. Do you agree with that? I do, actually. I think I'd just be grouchier. Okay. It, to me, it's like my alone time. It's my self-development time. Yeah. It helps me think of what I need to do yeah. for my organization. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on in that. 30 to minutes to an hour that, right. that helped me get my day started off right. Right. Okay. And yeah, I would actually agree with that because the days I get really mad when I can't do it. Right. And, you know, if I have an early appointment, it, I, it just gets thrown out the door. Right. I know I won't do it. So. 
Well, so I, I said this because I just did the, I don't know if you listened to it, the Monday with Mitchell podcast yeah. episode. And part of it in there, I was like, get up, exercise first thing. And I was like, I struggle with that a ton. And the past two days, today and yesterday, because I was like, if I'm putting it on a podcast, I need to at least practice it somewhat myself. So I was like, I'm going to do it. And I did something very small. It was like 15 minutes, go for a walk, do some like sprint stuff and high knees, whatever, you know, just something to get the blood flowing. And I have like yesterday, especially, I noticed a massive difference it in like difference. just being happy, yeah. essentially. Um, mindset. Yes. Your mindset will definitely change. It's all baby steps. That's why I tell right. you, it doesn't have to be hour to hour workout. You just need to get out. Get right. your body moving. So speaking of mindset, that's another thing I want to hit because if anyone has met Kara, she's super happy and excited all the time and we talk about it and it's it's insane how you stay so excited 24-7 because we're in there like trying to make our phone calls and do work and do the monotonous parts and then you come in just all chipper and excited for the day and we're like, how the heck does she do it? So besides your morning routine, what do you think helps you keep that positive mindset consistently? I have always been this way. Um, actually, you know, from a success standpoint, I think 90%, 95% is mindset. Mm -hmm. I really do. I think um, it's amazing how people, if you get around people that are negative or you get yeah. around, um, you know, like the Debbie Downers or whatever you want to call it, um, or just anything, your environment, your family life, your friends. Right. Um, your coworkers, I think mindset is key to success because you may not be the most athletic, you may not be the smartest, mm -hmm. you may not be whatever those things you think are your negatives. To me, if you don't have them, I think all that can be overcome by mindset. And I'm a right. true believer in that. Like, I'm not the smartest, I am not the most athletic, but I feel like a lot of what I've achieved has completely come from mindset right. and being really. Um, passionate about what you can do yeah. and, and, and stretching yourself. Yeah. Don't just be the, like, I look at there's, there's a fixed mindset and then there's a growth mindset and those growth mindset, people are going to sit there and push themselves to the point of how do I learn? How do I get better? Yeah. How do I actually execute and get out of my comfort zone? Yeah. And that is a hundred percent mindset. That is, I mean, I can't say that's the only thing I think I am a, a driver of work ethic. So yeah. the combination of them work well together. Right. But those are the two things that I would say probably have really taken me as a kid all the way up to the yeah. okay. those two items, mindset and work ethic. Well, and so work ethic too, because this is an interesting one. And it goes along even the morning routine thing. Like especially for me, like I would I wouldn't say I have a bad work ethic by any means, but I definitely am not like psychotic like wake up at 6 a.m and like work until 1 a.m like you do i can't i like i don't have and that's fine like not everyone has that um desire or that energy which is fine but you know when you go to work like there's there's a goal right like for me it's one i like the flexible schedule i like the financial freedom that's why we buy rentals and there's a goal to have that paycheck to achieve things but like exercise for me like for and I know there's a goal, but it's a very um, ambiguous, like it's non-concrete, you know, where like a rental is a very concrete thing. So what would you say? How do you motivate yourself to like achieve those things? Or like why do you get up in the morning and do those running? Like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Is that yeah. a solid question? It's kind of a tough one. Well, no, I mean 
first of all, I'm very competitive. Okay. That kind of goes in with it all. Yep. And that's not necessarily like running isn't competitive with someone else. It's really me with being yourself. competitive with myself. Yeah. Like you can do this care. Like if you can't do that, then I'm really down on myself and that that's all mindset again. Yeah. It really is. Like, I know I can do this. I, I've, you know, I've not been perfect my whole life. Yeah. I mean, I was com completely an ADHD kid. I was crazy. <laughs> the kids, right. I mean, the teachers hated me. The families hated me uh, when I was young. And right. I actually take that right back to my family and the support that they did to me because they never tried to change me. Okay. And I think I looked at it from a standpoint of, I, would, I always think I always want to make them happy because they never, ever tore me down, made me look like I couldn't do something. Yeah, that's awesome. It is awesome. And I think I honestly bring it back to my childhood of yeah. why I'm driving the way I drive. Right. Maybe it's to make my parents happy. Maybe it's to make myself happy. Then mm -hmm. I am a, I'm a, a complete driver, probably because of that. But also I'm just, I'm ultra competitive. I mean, I have that competitive spirit in me. Right. I'm not satisfied and that's a, that's a negative quality of mine. Yeah. I don't get satisfied very easily. And, right. and as I'm getting older, I'm trying to learn that, like to be set, you have to live in your time and, and yeah. take satisfaction to some extent and then, uh, you know, never like never be satisfied because then you're not going to enjoy the fruits of all the yeah. labor I've done. Right. So. Have you, have you done the Enneagram test? I have not, but okay. <laughs> I probably need to. I, you do. Because Julie and I, so we took, we're obsessed with it. Yeah. Like we're always showing each other memes and stuff. And I'm, I'm a hardcore seven. And I think you would be a seven too. And it's very like always looking to the next thing. Yeah, I'm like, very much that way. Yes. And that's what like, uh, I saw one that was, you know, this person waited like a year to go to this amusement park and ride this one ride. And she's in the line for that ride. And she's already like, okay, next we need to go to this one because she's a seven and it's always like looking towards the next thing, spontaneous. Way. And so that's, you need to take that test. Yeah. I am very much that way. Yeah. yeah. My husband would say, Kara, stop. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I we'll do be on a great vacation and I'm already thinking about the next vacation. Yep. yep. That's true. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good and a bad thing, but I, right. I'm definitely... My work ethic, I don't ever look at anything as work. I thoroughly enjoy everything I do. And I think that's probably what, and I think a lot of it is because I get satisfaction from what I achieve yeah. and also learning. I mean, to me, learning is a big part of success. Like if you ever stop learning, yeah, then to me, you die. Yeah. I mean, you're not, you're never going to, you're going to be that fixed mindset. You're never going to stretch yourself to be the ultra right. successful. And if you look at the CEOs of everybody out there, mm -hmm. They're ultra learners. They're being coached. They're yeah. reading all the time. They never try to stop. Right. Even though they're at the top of their game. Yeah. So, so as far as goals go then, because you, you said something that made me think of this. Do you write your goals down, vision boards, anything like that? I what do, do vision you boards. Vision and boards. I, I do write down as more company, not so personal. Right. I try to get my husband to do that. Yeah. We just, it's more of a talk. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Usually we go on a vacation. We are set. We do our vacation. I'm a big, big traveler. I, yeah. That's probably my big why, honestly, is right. travel. I love to travel. Um, and we do a two-week vacation every fall. And to me, that's kind of our planning session. Yeah. Because it's time that we're just alone. No kids are with us. Yeah. And we just kind of look at the year and, you know, say, what do we want to accomplish? Right. You know, as a family unit, as I don't get so much into the business with him sure. or where we want to go as a whole. Yeah, which is important. Yeah. So 
from that perspective, yes, the the company, I obviously have my goals there written yeah. down, and uh, but the vision board, I do make all the. You don't have one yet. I don't <laughs> have one yet. No, that's it's but on the list. We did do a fall session for vision boards because it's good to see what your what yeah. your why is, what you're after. Right. Cool. So, so you said travel is your big why. Where have you Where have you been? Everywhere. Where have you? Really, okay, maybe really, a better question. <laughs> where have you not been that you want to go? Oh, well, my. Uh, well, you know what? When uh, I actually, this is funny. When I was in China, my goal was to get to Tibet, and I didn't okay. get there. Um, so, because of SARS, yeah. like, my husband was going to meet us over there. We were going to go to Tibet. So Tibet, and I don't know why, has always been on my list. Um, South New Zealand. I got to the north. Would be on my list. Okay. Um, I don't know. I've been to a lot of places. I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been all over South America. I mean, well, you have to remember, I was a global commodity manager, so I traveled all over Europe. Right. I lived in Australia, went to school. Right. So I travel. I've been all over Australia and I love it. Now it's hard to get my husband to go back to places yeah. that I've been that he hasn't. Because <laughs> okay. then it's like that. He likes to be new with me. Not, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I lived in China, I was Malaysia, Singapore, been all been all over so it's and then what what last year greece yeah greece is one of our favorites okay. we picked up a sailing habit so nice. one of my little wise as well like yeah try to get my husband to learn how to sell him so <laughs> <laughs> i told him that this uh winter that's when i'm sending him to florida to learn how to sail <laughs> that, that'd be nice though especially in the winter but yeah no i don't know i mean i oh we haven't been to alaska like to be okay. partly because we can't leave in the summer as much and that's really a summer trip yeah so I'd, I'd love to do Alaska. I don't, there's so many places in the world. I mean, really, there is. And ultimately, my that would be where I'm going long term if right. I slow down on work is to take a month or two months and travel the world. Because I am wow. obsessed with going in and like just taking in culture. Yeah. I don't, I don't even care about like seeing old churches or anything like that. It's, really? I'd love to sit and hang out with locals. It's my absolute favorite thing to do when I'm in huh. other countries. You learn so much about what they're about. And yeah. we're all so different. Nothing's good or bad or indifferent of how we live versus they live. But right. It's interesting. Yeah. And it, you just realize how small the world really is when you really start to yeah. travel to you. I mean, the world really. Right. Well, that's what when Julie and I went on our honeymoon, we did all the sightseeing and everything. Yeah. But one of our favorite times was on the Amalfi Coast because it was like a true bed and breakfast. Yeah. So we got to meet like the three brothers who ran it yeah. and their mom and See? hang out with them. And That's it was, the best. it was the best part of the vacation. I think those it are was... my absolute favorites. Yeah. My, you'll always see me, especially when I'm in Europe. I love Europe. But my favorite is to sit at a coffee shop and hang out with locals yeah. <laughs> or maybe have a beer too, whatever, wherever I'm at. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, okay. So back to this though. So let's, let's <laughs> focus on that. Yeah. Um, so how do you think um, your definition of success has changed over time? Because I know, and I did this, I talked with Cam about it on, on the first episode, because like for me as a child, I was like six figures. Like I just, that was my definition of success. And then now over time, it's for me, it's more transitioned into like time freedom and, and things like that of being able to truly, like if I want to pick up and go somewhere, that would be my definition of success. Yeah. So how has yours kind of morphed? What did it start as? Let's, I guess, let's say that. Oh, it was ever, I mean, everybody starts at money. I'm sorry, yeah. but when you're graduating from college, it's like, yep. oh, what's, how much can I get as that first salary? And, you know, I definitely was that. I don't know that I had a figure in mind as right. much as like, I want to be here right. coming out of school. Yeah. And then from there, um, you know, then it was, 
you know, success was building wealth and, yeah. you know, that may be rentals or which I do a lot of, okay. um, cause you can work really hard and make a lot of good money, but not have anything to show for it in right. 15, 20 years. Right. So that was probably my second phase, I would say, is okay. just wealth building and, and, and again, not a certain figure, but right. be able to see that I've accomplished it and then I've gotten there. And then right now it's, it is changing. It's, it is more freedom of time and yeah. being able to spit. My kids are at that critical age. I mean, they're going to be out before I know it. Yeah. So I, I've definitely even pulled back on the real estate career, yeah. knowing that I, you know, haven't spend as much time as I should. Right. And I feel like I'm more established now too, that I can take that time back and spend it with them and, yeah. and my family and my husband. And, um, but yeah, I would say it's more, more time sensitive now in regards to success yeah. and still being able to have that wealth building, make money for you without having to work as hard. And yeah. that's all, you know, being debt free and, and, um, you know, basically setting everything up to work for you and right. not making you work for money, but the money work for you. Yeah. And that's probably more my goal now Okay, is, is that piece. And I've, I've never been money driven, honestly. I mean, yes, it was that salary coming out of school because yeah. I think that's typical, yeah. but that's not what really drives me. I'm not right. money driven as much as satisfied, you okay. know, being satisfied with what I want to accomplish. Yeah. And that may be personal or professional right. in whatever way. So is there something that you do want to accomplish? Like, like far off, say like, you know, there's this one goal of by the time I'm leaving the earth, like I want to have this one thing done, but it's a, a big lofty goal. Like, so Gary, have you ever listened to Gary Vaynerchuk? Yes. Okay. So like for him, he wants to buy the jets, right? And he'll say that it's all about the chase, not the actual thing or whatever. But like, that's like the end, one of the end goals way down the road. So is there something that you have like that? Well, I don't, I don't know, actually. One thing that I would love to do, and this kind of sounds corny, but I'm very devoted to the town where I live. Yeah. And um, that part of that comes from my, you know, my dad and then mom have developed a lot right. through the years as well. Um, but obviously Santa Claus could use more development. And ultimately, I would like to do a massive development that I could afford right now. I can't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but if I could get there, yeah, would be to do something that would be very beneficial to the town of Santa Claus. So what type of development? Just or do you... just anything, honestly. Okay. Look at the town needs everything, really. Yeah. But you know, something that you know, we have we have so many visitors that come into the town, like right. two hundred thousand a day potentially, and right. just you know, you don't know how much you hear when people come into town. Like, well, where's everything at? What is there to do? And yeah. you know, we just hear it all the time, and. Not only will we benefit from it, but just to have pride in our town right. and to create something that is truly, I mean, obviously Hollywood is there for a destination, but right. to have more to to have them do and, and be proud of and right. and develop more as a, you know, what it should be. And not say that it's not there, but um, just, you know, restaurants and just things to right. do. And, you know, we have a few of that, but right. not as much as what I think would be nice to have. So essentially, for everyone who doesn't know, Santa Claus yeah. is the town. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Born yes. and raised. And it all um, revolves around Holiday World, it pretty does. much, which yeah. is a, and a, like a local amusement park. They do a very good job. Uh, yeah, it's a fantastic place. That's what we grew up going there every yeah. single year and everything. So you're saying, though, other than that, though, there's nothing like that is the focal point, And there's not much to the town other than that, that you would like to build that. Value. Yeah, I just think it would be nice. And it may not be me. It may be just you know, even if I help someone else yep. 
get there as a real estate agent, whatever it may be, it would just right. be nice to have more of a, a town center. Yeah. Um, you know, and they, they're working on it. They have a main street now and hopefully it will come in time where we kind of have some, but it's, you know, it's not like a little main street, right. you know, we don't have like a little main street. It would be, It'd be great to have a little Main Street. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> I want a Main Street. Yeah. <laughs> I can't afford the Main Street right now, right. but it would be I mean, if I could, I would I would be all in. Yeah. But I you know that's a big undertaking. That is. That is. Uh, but that yeah, that's probably a family, personal, professional, everything all mixed together that right. would be fun to accomplish, I guess. Awesome. So yeah. Okay. So now how would you define success? What is your overall overarching definition of success? That's all about learning and mindset. If I am not learning still, then I am yeah. not successful because then I've, I've stopped. Right. And you're not going to succeed. The people that have that growth mindset are those people that are wanting to be successful. They're not worried about what's going to stop yeah. them. They're not, am I not smart enough? Am I not allowed, you know, athletic enough? I think it's purely pushing yourself to get out of your comfort zone, keep learning, execute against you know, whatever that is to accomplish those goals and, right. and do it. So it, to me, if I stop learning, then I feel like I'm not being successful right. anymore, really. Gotcha. And that's pushing my real estate business to the next level or how do we do things different or, you know, just change it with the times right. for all avenues. So. Okay. Um, and then what would you think, if someone came to you and they were like, Hey, I want to achieve these goals. What's your best advice for them to get to, to hit those goals, which I think I know where this is going to go. Cause I feel like it, you've hit this a couple of times, but, um, uh, obviously mindset, right. Uh, processes in regards to like okay. how you're going to get it done. Yep. Goals, obviously before you do the processes and execution and that's all. And then, Obviously, everybody's work ethic is different, but right. you it, it all comes down to your mindset, your goals, processes you put in place around you and executing it and right. hitting the goals. I mean, that's all it takes. Everybody can do it. It's just that a lot of people find another excuse to do something else. And to me, it's you can make it that simplistic. Right. Is get it down to the few little steps and just execute against it. Right. And everything will follow. Awesome. Pretty much. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, if anyone wants to find out more about you, whether that's the brokerage, they're you know in this area and they want to. Yeah. If you want to be a real estate agent, you can there call you me. I'm always hiring all over the place. <laughs> there you go. Um, or if they want to buy a house or anything yep. like that, where yep. can they contact you or find out more about your website, anything like that? Um, you can contact me at 812-686-3268. I'm sure you can find me on all the social media platforms, just Kara Henshaw, uh, or you can email me, karahenshaw at keysanta.com. Awesome. So. And we'll put those in the description there below. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. I know you weren't super excited. You're a little <laughs> nervous about it, but it all went smoothly, right? Yeah, not bad. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you so much to Kara Henshaw for hopping on this episode and giving us such good information. If you all or anyone you know has someone that wants to be on the podcast or you think you could add value, feel free to reach out to me. My cell number is 812-431-7706, or you can find me online, on Facebook, on LinkedIn, 
anywhere on a social media platform, reach out to me. Be more than happy to chat. Have a great week. Go out and crush it.